Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash about a butthole. And if you love our Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, and let's dive straight into today's first story. Now, today's first story actually comes from a subreddit called Am I the Buttface? First time I've heard of it as well. I think it must have got created around Am I the Arsehole times, and this one just never took off as well, I think. And it's titled, Would I be the Buttface if I kept my father's money instead of giving it to his wife? And it comes with multiple updates, etc. After my parents got divorced, my dad started dating Betty. Everything started okay, but Betty became jealous when my dad spent time with me. She was never abusive, just passive-aggressive, and saved her worst comments for when he wasn't around. I learned I can't trust her, but I am polite to her. Betty has a son, Frank, who's very greedy. When she met my dad, Betty stopped giving him everything he wanted. In 2009, he and my dad had an argument that ended up with then 40-year-old Frank punching my then 70-year-old dad. My dad died a few months ago. The will was joint, so the estate goes to Betty, and once she dies, what's left will be divided between me, my brother Alan, and Frank. It's unlikely me or Alan will see any of it because Frank will drain her until there's nothing left, which has already started. They got married in 1996. In 2006, he changed the beneficiary on his IRA to only me, which I believe IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. Could be wrong there, but that's what I think. It's not part of the estate. She is very nervous about the IRA. My dad was fairly wealthy, so between his estate, her retirement accounts, and them selling their house for almost one million, she is not going to starve, but she is still nervous. Alan called me with all this info because the estate lawyer is sending me a letter about it. Betty told him not to tell me anything, but he felt he had to. Haven't gotten the letter yet, but they may be setting up a trust that she'll want me to sign the IRA into. I expect a guilt trip about doing the right thing and following his wishes but the reason that they had the joint will is because they couldn't agree on any kind of split as my dad didn't like frank and betty doesn't like me if i thought my dad had dementia i might believe the ira was missed but he was very meticulous it feels like making me beneficiary was his way of providing for me knowing this would happen It does not make financial sense for me to give the money to the estate and end up with 25% of whatever pittance is left when I could have 50% of whatever is in the IRA now. I would split it with Alan. My other reason for not wanting to share is that I'm currently pregnant and having this money would make being a stay-at-home mum easier and baby would get a jump start on her college fund. Would I be the buttface if I didn't give the money back to the estate and shared it with my brother? I might be the buttface because while I want to be ethical, I'm having some schadenfreude, apologies if that's wrong, over being in control after she's treated me poorly for up to 30 years. I also don't need the money, but she doesn't either, so other info. 
I don't know why she wouldn't call me directly. Either the lawyer said not to or this is another example of her not treating me as an adult. My brother is my half-brother. He was estranged and came back into our lives in 2008. I feel like he would have been on the IRA too. After my brother came back into our lives, but before he had changed his will, my dad always asked me to be fair with him so I'd give him his share. Now, I may be reading too much into this one, but it just felt like that last line where it said, like, my dad had always wanted me to be fair with him. Like, you know, it was for that purpose. It was for you guys. So absolutely, you shouldn't be signing over this IRA into the will. So it all felt very sort of, he'd done it for a reason to me. So absolutely not the butt face, not the asshole, whatever we're going with on this one. But before we go into those updates, we're going to cover a couple of those comments from T. Rose, who says, Not the arsehole. Your father changed it years ago. He wanted you to have that money. She has stuff left from him. Split it with your brother and live a happily ever after. You don't owe her anything, and her trying to hide from you gives off so many red flags. Dr. Governor says, Under no circumstances, sign the IRA into a trust. It was intended by your father to go directly to you and for Alan. My dad has always asked me to be fair with him. If he wanted it to go to Betty and her brat, he would have changed the beneficiary. That money was intended for you and your baby. I hope he or she is born healthy and happy. Long life and happiness to you both. The woman too says not the butt face and then quotes, the will was joined. So the estate goes to Betty and once she dies, what's left will be divided by me, my brother, Alan and Frank. And then says, unless your father was very careful in how he legally arranged things, there will be nothing stopping Betty from changing her will and leaving it all to Frank. It happens far too often. That might be why your father decided to leave the IRA to you because otherwise you may get nothing. Hale says, not the butt face, keep the money. Your father did this for a reason. And one more from Magnificent who says, not the butt face, keep the money. Your father wanted you and your brother to have it. Why on earth should you put your father's retirement money into a trust that will partly benefit his asshole stepson? Betty can leave her son her money the same way your father left you his. The financial situation is not your problem. I'm sorry for the loss of your father. Now we're going to move on to that first update to see what that says. So update one, I got my mystery letter. It was pretty much what I expected. Basically, please give me the money because it's obvious that your dad thought this would be covered by the will and he meant for all the money to come to me, then filtered down to you kids. Complete with a guilt trippy paragraph about how they lived on their social security and withdrawing from their IRAs and neither of them had a pension or other income. And I quote, only what we had saved over the years. There's also a line about how you can see that there is a large value to the items gifted to you and Alan, which I'm not going to argue with exactly, except that I sincerely wonder if she thinks I'm an idiot and doesn't realize I know how to add. She just sold their house for almost 1 million, or that I don't know what the apartment in Italy is worth, 350K. I find it very difficult to believe that my father didn't also have savings accounts and mutual funds. Plus, she's going to get widow survivor benefits in addition to her own benefits from social security. The items Al and I were gifted come nowhere close to that. I think altogether, there is a car involved. We're divvying up maybe 100K worth of stuff. Maybe, if we can get a good price for the car. With just those two sales, she could buy a house for two to 300K near her son and still have plenty to live on. But she seems to have a heart set on buying a house by the beach, which doesn't feel very much like my problem. 
from her letter, you'd think that this IRA has millions of dollars in it that she desperately needs to survive, but no. She tells me it's worth 55K. That's 5% of what she just sold the house for. I genuinely think it's both pitiful and pathetic that she wouldn't just let it go. But I'm sure she has Frank whispering in her ear about making sure she gets everything she's entitled to. But now I do have a copy of the will. Two things stand out for me from what she sent me. One, the letter isn't on the lawyer's stationery, so there's been no official demand of any sort and I feel like it's unlikely that I'd get one. Two, nowhere in the will does it say that she couldn't just rewrite her will and give everything to Frank. Like I said in my last post, I don't trust her in the slightest. So I've contacted an estate lawyer so I can determine my next steps. Thanks for being here with me on this ride. I'll update again if there's anything more to say. Update two. There's not a whole lot to update on as, for better or worse, I haven't heard from my stepmother in months, but I suppose this is some sort of closure for people who care. About a week after I got the letter, she sent me a text message asking if I'd gotten a letter and if I'd made a decision. I said yes and no, respectively. She hasn't contacted me since, so nothing since August. Since then, I've also had my baby, five weeks early, so it's not like I've had a lot of brain power to spend on her. I spoke with an estate attorney and she confirmed that there's nothing legally my stepmother could do to get the IRA, so I was in the clear there. She also confirmed that joint wills don't really exist anymore, so if my stepmother wanted to, she could just rewrite her will to exclude me or me and Alan or whatever she wanted to do. This left me with the interesting problem of how do I get the money? considering I didn't know where it was and I didn't really want to contact my stepmother and say, I am disinclined to acquiesce to your request, so tell me how to get my money. Because I felt like that would open up a can of, I'm not going to tell you until you agree to sign it over to me. Lucky for me, the lawyer I spoke to was also the son of an old Italian man like my father and mentioned that these old Italian men tend to pick a bank and never change. So I googled around for investment firms until I saw a name that rang a bell and I went, aha! Long story short, the IRA is now in my name. Had to take a disbursement for the year and sent half to Alan. My stepmother has moved a couple of times so I don't know her address to send my response letter to and like I said, she hasn't contacted me since August so I'm considering my hands washed of it until she actually tries. So all's well that ends well for me. Alan, on the other hand, is still having to deal with her because of the estate. He's meeting with the estate lawyer tomorrow to get some questions answered. So I'll be interested in hearing what happens. One of the things she had mentioned to him is that she needs a car that my father left to Alan. And I appraise because if something, the estate, I'm guessing, because there's no way the car is worth this much, is worth over 5 million, she says there are tax implications, which doesn't make sense to me. But if she's really dealing with a 5 million estate, it's super extra petty that she was coming after me for 55k. Update 3. I'm not sure if I'm making this post for me or for you guys, but at least this is a chronicle of the issue in case anyone asks me about it later. After my last update, there was silence for a while. Then my stepmother sent me a Christmas card with another letter inside it, but I'm sure that particular irony was lost on her. In it, she explained that she was going to use the money for health insurance payments and once again acting like this money is what's keeping her from the brink of starvation. This letter, however, had a return address, so I did what any red-blooded millennial would do and Googled it. 
One visit to the county deed website later confirmed to me that she had bought a beach house. Well, it's not on the beach, it's in a beach town, being purposely vague here, for $745,000. She ended the letter by saying that she had talked to my cousin who told her that I saw the money as being able to continue my father's memory and what she felt I could accept our books, photo albums, etc. because those are my father's memory but she'd discard them if she didn't hear from me by the end of the year because it just proves I'm all about the money and nothing else. I'm sure the irony of me being all about the money while offering to replace it with material things while really, really wanting me to give money is also lost on her. Also the attempting to sell me memories, which was a nice touch. As I finally had an address to respond to, I wrote what my BFF described as the most polite bridge burning ever and sent it off before her deadline. She called yesterday, which I did not answer. She left a message saying that she just received my letter that day. I know the USPS sucks right now, but almost two weeks for a letter. And to call her back so she could clear some things up. Her tone was very hostile, so I'm disinclined to call her back. Honestly, I don't really want to hear what she has to say, and I'm not sure why she think I would. Like, there's nothing really she could say that would convince me to give her the money. And she'll probably just yell at me like, I'm the kid she still thinks I am. Hopefully this doesn't escalate, but if it does, you know I'll update. Ha. What sort of baffles me in this one is, you know, what OP was saying is they got that amount of money if, if that was true what they was reading. And she's bought a 700 odd thousand pound house and she's chasing OP around for up to 100,000. It just, it's crazy to me. And then trying to use all sorts of manipulation tactics to get your way by saying, you know, you're going to throw away those memories like the photo albums and stuff like that. But it did also make me think about the father in this situation, you know, and how the will was initially messed up so bad in the first place. And reaching out here and thinking about what we said in the very first comments about if the father purposely did leave the IRA in their name and not in the will because he wanted them to have the money, then he must have known what she was like that they would be unlikely to see any of the will itself. So he needed to additional money to give to them. Again, I'm reaching out here, absolutely. But that's just what I was thinking at the time. But what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. And our next story comes from Throwaway Party Girlfriend, who says, Am I the arsehole for telling my girlfriend she ruined my night by insisting she comes along? My girlfriend and I, both 20 female, have been dating for a year. My girlfriend Jane and I have separate friend groups. Jane doesn't get along with my friends, yet insists she is brought along to our nights out and in. It's incredibly uncomfortable because, while she's also a woman, these get-togethers are no partners allowed parties. 
Plus, she doesn't get along with anyone, so it's super awkward. I was invited out to one of their parties and Jane got upset that I'm going without her. I'll be gone from 10 a.m. Friday to afternoon on Saturday. She has no issue with both of us going, but without her, it's an issue. I said I'd leave later and try to get back earlier, but she wouldn't have it either. I ended up bringing her along and it was a nightmare. The mood was brought down and no one really had fun as all my friends seemed to be walking on eggshells around her. When we got back, she kept gloating about how much fun she had, but I felt the opposite. I said, well, I'm glad someone had fun. She got upset and asked what I meant. I explained that it was a friend's night in and she wasn't invited. She got super upset and pulled some crap about how it's toxic that I want to have a night out without her. She says that she's hurt that I, one, didn't want her there and two, that I said she ruined the night. I just wanted to spend time with my friends, one-on-one. Am I the asshole? Edit for clarification. Number one, I mentioned Jane's gender because usually on posts like these, the no partner rule is because the partners are of the opposite sex, so it's a safe space for people to talk, guys' nights or girls' nights. I brought up that she's a woman because all my friends have male partners, but it's still a no partners night despite the gender. Two, I am female, Jane is female, I am bi, Jane is lesbian. Three, all my friends are female. Four, the party was a birthday celebration, which is why it was over two days. They usually aren't that long. And we do have an update to this post, but we're going to start off with MM172 who asks some info saying, why are you dating someone who no one seems to like, you included? To which OP replies saying, I love my girlfriend. I'm just sick of her double standard. I'm not allowed to join her on her nights out with her friends. She could have chilled in our apartment like I do when she goes out. Miss Lolo Power says, not the asshole, but it sounds like your girlfriend's a little controlling. It's also pretty red flaggy that your friends don't like her. This may be a relationship you may want to rethink. Barella Ball says you're the asshole to your friends. If it's clear as you say that they don't enjoy it when your girlfriend tags along, then I'm surprised they haven't just stopped inviting you altogether. Rectory of Wolves says not the asshole, knock this on the head. If she can't respect your boundaries and trust you or is happy to sacrifice your happiness for the sake of her insecurities, it's not going to work long term. Bitwise Wahoo says not the asshole, she's the toxic one. Won't let you have time to yourself. Doesn't let you come along on her nights out. She sounds extremely selfish at best and straight up controlling at worst. Red flags. And just for something a little controversial, Stole the Morning says you're the asshole. It's normal to want to get to know your partner's friends, especially if you see yourself as a long-term part of their life. I feel quite bad for Jane, who seems to think that your friends actually like her and you didn't correct that. It's not toxic to want to spend one-on-one time with your friends, but you do this for two days a week. If you're out overnight every week, then I assume you're out partying and or clubbing and normally people take their partners to house parties and clubs. It's also a bit weird that you and your friends have an explicit no partners allowed rule. It seems to prevent your friend group from actually getting to know and liking partners on their own terms. She kept gloating about how much fun she had. The language you use makes it seem like you don't like your girlfriend. Gloating. Or maybe she was just expressing how much fun she had with you and your friends. You don't give any concrete examples of how she apparently ruined the night apart from just existing. Like your friends didn't even try to get along with her. You don't say why the mood was brought down. This just seems like a post with missing reasons and I feel like if we got this from Jane's point of view, it would reveal a lot. So now we're going to move on to that update to see what that says. 
so the majority vote was not the arsehole, with a few you're the arsehole votes sprinkled in. A lot of people were genuinely mad at me for being in that kind of relationship, which didn't make sense, but what can you do? Another thing I want to address, a lot of people kept saying no means no and stick with it when you say no. I want to reiterate that does not work with Jane in these scenarios. She would show up no matter what or manipulate me into coming home or giving her the address. I got some good advice and use it to my best ability. I also feel I owe everyone an explanation as to why I was dating Jane. First, my parents were in a very toxic relationship all throughout my childhood. They despised each other but refused to divorce or even move out for the benefit of the kids. Clearly, that didn't work. Second, Jane's behavior wasn't always so toxic. But when she started to act how my parents did to each other, my dumb brain associated that with love. I know now that is not the case. But Jane was my first real relationship. The first was a few months that ended with me being cheated on. I sat Jane down and explained that I feel sad by the double standard between her friends and mine. I expressed that I have no idea why she's so possessive and insist on coming to every party. Then she said something I was not prepared for. I can't trust that you won't go and fuck anyone whilst out because you are bisexual. She went on to explain that she finds many of my friends attractive and assumed I did too and so projected her own attraction onto me and became jealous and possessive. She also said there's a 50% extra chance you'll cheat on me because you swing both ways. I brought up some issues with how she conducts herself and she began crying and gaslighting me. Actually gaslighting, but I stood my ground. As for why she's so possessive, in her own words, she just is and does it because she loves me. I was shocked. I needed time to cool down and think, but I made the decision to break up with Jane. I don't want any biphobia in my life. I told her as such, but she did not take it well. As I was calling one of my friends, I noticed all my cash from my purse, around 100 pounds, was missing along with my card that has since been sorted. She got very angry when I called her out and left for my own safety. I'm currently staying at my friend's house. Jane didn't want to leave and it was getting dicey, but I called the cops and they removed her. But I didn't feel safe being home alone after all that. I also apologized to my friend and she said it was fine. She was happy I'm out of the relationship. This friend is ride or die, as I am for her. I asked if she, my friend, would dump me as a friend if I continued to be with Jane and she said, absolutely not. What kind of arsehole friend would I be? Who does that? So yeah, a sort of happy ending. Thanks to everyone who gave me good advice. And all I can say on that one is I'm I'm glad you're out of that relationship and you're safe with your friend and they sound like an awesome person. So rely on that person and stick with them whilst you're getting back on your feet again. It must be very interesting to be in that mindset when you're realizing, you know, stuff from your past, like stuff from your childhood is sort of repeating again in some ways. Like you saw your parents' relationship and your current relationship is bringing up those memories. It must be a very, very strange feeling. But what do you guys make of this one? I'd love to know your thoughts as always. Now, a huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today, getting involved in the channel, liking, subscribing, all that good stuff you do really, really does help and I can never express that enough. Just to remind you, at the end of every single video, there's a couple of playlists that you can scroll through and scroll through all the videos for you so you don't have to keep finding new ones, so just drawing, whatever you're doing, don't forget to let me know what you're up to while you're listening as well. It will scroll through and play those videos for you. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart, your love, time and support means the absolute world to me and I will see you in the next one. Take care guys, much love.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 